the beginning of the Great Worm Tournament arc. This is a battle manga, but also a heartwarming story. Reibun Ike. Welcome to the Kinky Nerdy Polly Podcast. Hello, this is G. I would just like to let our audience folks know that we will be discussing spoilers about Dick Fight Island in this episode. So if you don't want to be spoiled, go out and read Dick Fight Island. Well, I'm M. I'm G. And today we're going to be talking about Dick Dick Fight Fight Island. Island. And we are so excited. Well, I am so excited. I don't know about you, G, but I am so excited to talk about Dick Fight Island by uh, Reibun Ike is the author. Okay. It is a uh, a manga. Yes. It has a parental advisory on the front cover that says explicit content. I mean, I feel like for our audience folks, if you look at the cover of Dick Fight Island, it should be obvious. Pretty obvious that there's some explicit content in here. Yes. I don't know. Do you do you want to try describing the paint us a word picture of the of the cover? The cover features a built, muscular man who is white, and you cannot see his eyes. You can see his mouth, everything down through his thighs, and he's got um, this giant piece of armor coming up between his legs that has two horns on the sides, and it is covering what is his penis. And it's got a little arrowhead on the top of it. Um, And he's standing in front of a beautiful blue ocean and sand. That's a very good word picture. Thank you. So, yes, today we're going to be talking about Dick Fight Island. Do you want want to tell the story of how we got onto this as our episode topic? Well, I was recommended this by a friend. Okay. uh, A. I was recommended this by A. She saw it on TikTok. And I was like, oh, hey, that sounds fun. I want to check that out. And I guess it was a TikToker who was talking about, like, gay novels and manga and stuff like that. So I wanted to check it out. And when I told you about it, I was like, we should do an episode about Dick Fight Island. And you were like, what? <laughs> and then you were, like, kind of taken aback. But then I remember I was like, well, you could do that or we could watch this made anime. Mm-hmm. And I gave you the choice between the two and you were like, oh, no, Dick Fight Island sounds more interesting. And you're right. It's totally, <laughs> it's totally more interesting. And when I had brought it up, in fact, before I actually read it, you know, as we were talking to friends, yeah, one of our mutual friends, uh, M, uh, a different M, because I'm M. Yes. He's he's M, O M. He's O M. Okay. O M is a mutual friend of ours, and he came up with a great name for a counterpart, a sister novel, if you will, sister yeah. manga, called Volva Battle Mountain. So Volva Battle Mountain is something that I will strive to one day write and probably not draw because I'm a terrible artist. But if there is someone out there, if you want to draw Volva Battle Mountain, please contact me at kinky.nerdy.poly at gmail.com. So that is how we got onto this. Yes. So yeah, that's... I don't read manga that much these days uh, anymore, so it 
is a little bit of a surprise to me that you wanted to do this, but I was like, all right, well, if we're, if we're going to do this, then let's do it. Let's, let's do it right. So now that we've talked about how we started reading Dick Fight Island, what, what are your thoughts on Dick Fight Island? Just to like, you know, go into the general uh, impression of it is that it's brilliant. It's brilliant and it's heartwarming. It's wholesome. And it's got some action involved too. Like there is some fighting, some battling going on. But overall, I thought that, you know, it was a pretty cute story. But for, before, we, before we get too far into it, though, I'll just give a background okay. on like what is happening in Dick Fight Island. So, and you just jump in, G, anytime you want to say something. So I just, I'm reading a little bit from the excerpt that says like each of these eight islands is home to a different clan with its own unique culture and traditions. So we have this network of islands. And once every four years, these different clans send a chosen one to a grand tournament. And then whoever is the winner of the tournament is crowned king of the archipelago. So king of all of the islands. And this happens every four years, which I think is very democratic in a sense, like, or not even democratic because not everybody's voting for them. It's like based on a tournament. But like, what I mean is like, there is like, you can't be king forever. Yeah, it's a constitutional monarchy. There you go. There you go. Thank you. I forgot what the word was. This is why I am not a politician. by the way. And so the, the aspect of the battle, how you win is that you are the last to come. Well, you lose by you lose by coming first. You lose by coming first. Yes, we are really going to earn our explicit adult content warning uh, this episode. Yes, so, so you lose by if you come first, you lose. Like okay, so they they go in pairs. Yes. These people face off in pairs, and whoever comes first loses, and so on. Yeah, so that's that's, that's the basic premise. That's the basic premise, and the reason why they've got giant armored cock sheaths. Yeah. Essentially. That's what they are. Is to protect their to protect their cock from being stimulated. Right. And so that was actually like really interesting for me when I started to read this. Because I was like, wait, why don't you wanna fuck this guy? Because like they were like, oh no, we're not gonna do the fucking thing. And then it was because, well obviously if you're gonna fuck that person, you're probably gonna come. So, like, you don't want to be the one yeah. to do the fucking. Um, so they, they use a lot of different techniques, pleasure techniques, to try to get each other to orgasm and trying very hard to avoid their cock being unsheathed and then therefore manipulated in some way. <laughs> oh my God. It just, it's just a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. That That's my second note. It's it's a lot if you're not used to reading manga. And then the note after that is, it's just a lot of everything. That's correct. Even though I have read a lot of manga, and I still read manga, I even thought that this was a lot. I had to go reread several pages where I was just like, wait, what's happening right now? Um, so the characters. Yes. We'll talk about the characters. These are the, um, what I, I think are like the Japanese names, but then we can also give you the... Um, anglicized names as well. So there is Bulam, who is a member of the Moon Clan, which is a beautiful but cold clan that lives on the northernmost island. I think that was one of my favorite characters and learning about the Moon Clan was so interesting. 
was your take on them? I mean, my overall take was that I kind of wish we'd spent more time like developing the characters because mm-hmm. I felt like they're all, with maybe the exception of Hart, but even Harto is like a little on the shallow end when it comes to character development. Mm-hmm. Like they're all fairly shallow characters. Not that they don't have like some interesting backstories which come into play, but just like. I felt like I never really got time to like get to know them. Get to know them because it, it was just like the 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 first the first page is Hardo jumping out of a helicopter <laughs> into the waters next to the archipelago and being like, "All right, it's time to get our dick fighting on." Right. Uh, but Bulan, uh, he he was the one with sort of like the coil of hair. Yes. Okay. And he's regarded as very beautiful, and in fact, the moon. Uh, the Moon Clan is just like a very beautiful clan, and what I I read them as being, even though he uh, is a man, uh, as far as we're concerned within the framework of this manga, he did give me like androgynous vibes. Oh, definitely, definitely, right? And I think the Moon Clan is like supposed to be a little bit of the mysterious types, you know? Yeah. Okay, so that's Bulan. Then there's Naga, who is a member of the Dragon Clan, and I think this is pretty ridiculous, but they used to ride dinosaur-like lizards to battle. Uh, they don't do that anymore. Um, In fact, the dragon-like lizards have shrunk to be small enough to companions. fit on your shoulder. Yeah, and they're adorable, so they get little dragon pet companions. There's Woro, which is the chief of the Earth Clan, well regarded by everyone. Mm-hmm. And he has a little bit of a backstory with one of the characters because he kept on trying to, I think he's the one who kept trying to win over the one character, right? Yeah. There's Pisau, a member of the Sun Clan, a sun-kissed clan of fishers who know the local seas. There's Yuda, the member of the Warrior Clan, who is extremely athletic and trained in martial arts. There's Harto, which is sort of like our main character here. Harto is a member of the Jewel Clan, Born on the most developed island, he's studied abroad, which makes him, like, in the context of this manga, he's the protagonist, in a sense, because of a couple of reasons. One is that he studied abroad, and so he's brought back knowledge of how to pleasure people from studying abroad. Yeah. Uh, Whereas a lot of the other folks have not gotten outside of their island, so they don't necessarily have that extra advantage. Yeah. And then, so I mentioned Naga Taring. Uh, Taring is a member of the Fang clan, which is actually a matrilineal clan, and and he is the son of the clan's matriarch. Now, he is the most feminine presenting of all of them, and it makes sense. His clan is very female-centered, and I really love that they give a shout-out to lesbians, because the the matrilineal clan is mostly lesbians, yeah. and because men are quite rare in the clan. <laughs> so he ends up being like more of that, that feminine-type character, if yes. you will. And finally, there is Vampyr, who is the member of the Healer Clan, which specializes in medicine and magic. So out of all of the people, I know you said, like, the characters are kind of shallow, but just just off your first impression, G, like, who do you love the most? Or do you have a favorite? I'm not sure if I have a favorite, but there... So there's a lot of pairing off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think my... I think the uh, the pairings off I liked the most were Pasau and... Kuda? Kayuda? Yuda? Yuda. Yuda. Sorry. Uh, Pasal and Yuda and Naga and Vampyr. Mm-hmm. Naga yeah. and Vampyr. That happened, um, when did that happen? During their fight. 
do they end up getting together afterwards? I, I know Pissal and Yuda had that agreement about living together. So they agree to live together um, after after Naga gets defeated. Vampir is like, well, I want to spend some time healing you. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. And then I remember Bulan and the Emuro at the very end. Bulan and the Earth representative. It, it, it seemed like Bulan was coming on to... Yes. But I'm not sure if Roa... I think Roa was playing a little bit of that, um, because he kind of says, like, I'm not interested in, in your type or whatever. Yeah. But I think it was implied that they they might develop something. Okay. Not that it was for sure. But Bulan was definitely coming on to Roro. Yeah. So there is a lot of pairing off. And, of course, we have the uh, Harto as the main protagonist. And later you find out that his boyfriend... Michael. Michael M- Manami. Yes. No, Matthew Manami. Matthew. Is it Matthew? Hold on, I'm gonna check it. And I'll tell I'll 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 say everybody's um English names in a second. Or not yeah, English names. Matthew. Matthew Manami. So there's Blanc. Okay. Which I think is to replace Bulan. There's Hart for Harto. There's Judah, Yuda. Uh Lolo for Roro. Pisau is Pisau, but it's spelled just a little bit differently with an O at the end. And then Sikulanaga, which is Naga. And then Vampire is the same, except the I is a Y now. So, and then, yeah, so Harto and Matthew were sort of boyfriends. And this is one of the dramas of the story. And honestly, it was quite heartwarming for me. But I don't know, should we give it away? Like, I know we could spoiler warn, but... I mean, I feel like whenever we do one of these episodes about, like, a specific thing, like, we always go into spoiler territory. Okay. So I think we'll just, like, put a, a, a spoiler, spoiler warning after the introduction. In. Yeah, so Harto and Matthew, they met wherever he was studying abroad. Harto was studying abroad. I think in England. In England. And they became very close. They became lovers. And Harjo had to explain, like, okay, my culture has this tournament, and I am the chosen one. I have to go back and fight in this tournament. So anything that we do, I have to only regard as training for this tournament. Yes. But, and so that's kind of devastating mm-hmm. to Matthew. And then, of course, Harto goes to the tournament, and Matthew decides, I'm going to go after him. Yeah. I don't want him fucking around. I want to express my love. Whatever. So he goes, but then as he's watching this tournament, I think a couple realizations hit him. What's your impression? Well, I did like the uh, I did like the joke of uh, it's not what you think. Right. Like, how can it be not what I think? And right. then like when he shows like, oh, this is not what I thought. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like totally, and I think what it's it, what, one of the most beautiful things about this is that Matthew realizes this is my partner's culture. Yes. And I want to respect it. And so he so starts to support his partner as he watches him in this tournament. Yeah. But then, Harto. Yeah, I mean, I think one of my favorite parts is like Harto being like, why is it that Matthew is always the one that has to make the compromises here? Right. Like, is this... It's not fair to him right. if he's the one who's always having to make the compromises. And Haruto makes it all the way to sort of the final match, him versus Roro. Is that? Roro, the Earth Clan. Okay. And 
he's like, I don't really want to like, you know, do sexual things with Roro right now while my partner's watching me and I'm having all these confusing emotions. And finally, Roro is like, no, I want to challenge the, the right. Jewel King. And so, and then the way that it works in the manga is that as long as the people, the audience supports it, that's something else we should say is that as long as you are of age, consenting age, you can come and watch these tournaments. So it's like a public thing. Yes. And as long as the public agrees to a substitution, for example, or a change in the rules, then it's okay. So the audience approves uh, Roro's request to face the currently reigning Jewel Clan king. Yes, because he's had some feelings for... Uh, the Earth Clan member, right? No, Healer Clan. Oh, Healer Clan. Oh, yeah, it was the Healer Clan. Yeah. The currently reigning Healer Clan. Yes. So he's... A little miffed that the Healer Clan and the Jewel and the Jewel Clan people got together, and he was like, right. "I want, I want to be with the Healer Clan." Right. I'm afraid I'm forgetting the names of the those names people. of those people. I also thought it was really cute and funny because Harto like studied abroad, and the whole thing is that he has a special advantage because he comes back and he's teaching people about fingering the prostate gland. Yes. And I just remember at the very end, the currently reigning kings, they're like, you know, these these boys out there doing this sort of thing, like they, they're taking their training too seriously because they're not enjoying the pleasure. In other words, like that's not actually that special of a technique. Yeah, it turned out like <laughs> the healer clan already knew about it. They already it. knew about it. They just call it something else yeah. um, that it, it recenters your chakras or something. And, and then at the very end with this thing of like, like, cause all of the people are so serious about their training that they miss out on the actual uh, fun of it, in a sense, in a yeah. sense. Like, they're all, they're taking this too seriously. I thought that was cute. So, yeah, those, uh, we kind of give an overview of the characters and their general stories. Yes. I thought it was a really great ending, and I'm really excited to read the second one. Is there a second one coming out? I think there's six of them out right now. Six. I think I could be wrong. Um, let me just double check that. I could be like literally not correct on this. I only saw the one on Amazon, so I'm surprised. Well, they might not have um, published it in English yet. Okay. So there's a dic- there's a volume two out at least. Yeah, volume two is available on Amazon. Okay, I don't see anything but two. Okay. I must have been imagining six, but the second one is out on Amazon. All right. And that might have been very recently. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. I am sorry. This title will be released on March 8th, 2022. <sighs> so we have a while to wait for that. So in the meantime, Vulva Battle Mountain. or Vul- <laughs> Yeah, Vulva Battle Mountain. That's what it's called. Yes. yes. And by the way, you're going to have to edit out. I mean, I have this clicky thing, but honestly, I don't mind it. You're just going to have to deal with that in there. Okay. <laughs> So there's not six of them out. There's just this one, and the second one will be released to us in March, March of, of 2022. What a wait. What a wait. So we've talked a little bit about the story. We've talked a little bit about the characters. What are your thoughts on Dick Bite Island? Now that I can go a little deeper into it, I think it is a wonderful expression of gay love and gay sex. And I say that because, like, a lot of the yaoi that I've read generally portrays more feminine uh, gay men, which is totally fine. I love feminine gay men. But it's in, it's often in a sense of almost fetishizing gay men in that sense. like, yeah. Or it's written by and for women who want to see almost see themselves 
um, in the story or have this um, idealized version of like men's love. Which, again, nothing wrong with it, personally. It does get, I mean, there are literally some problems with the whole yaoi genre. Yeah. With, in respects to fetishizing gay people. It does happen. I really like this because it takes gay sex, it puts it out in the open of the, and like in the front, and it's not viewed as a naughty or disgusting thing. It's viewed as a, this is the thing that actually gets you. Prestige. Prestige. Yes. And it's viewed as, um, like, like people go and watch, right? They watch the tournament. And the characters, like, yeah, they were shallow because there's not a lot of development, which maybe we'll see more in the later volumes. But they felt more real to me in some senses. Like, they had real struggles that I could relate to in, in a way that you don't really get to relate to in some of the other yaoi manga where things are oftentimes quite unhealthy actually okay because they portray romances in like a way of like jealousy and insecurities and all of that and, and again kind of putting those things as like that that's how love should be yeah but i think in this sense like the characters were like they knew what they wanted and even when they weren't able to get what they wanted like with roar of the earth clan it felt like a very real thing i mean i think that I think the healthiest thing, I mean, one of the healthiest thing that happened with him was like, yeah, this healer clan guy who was a king and now he's an advisor. Advisor, yeah. Uh, like, he is just not that into me. Right. And I just have to move on. I have to move on, yep. Which I thought was, I was surprised that this felt like one of those things where it's like, oh, no, I must, right. I must pursue my, like, one true love. Um, but it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So in that sense, like, yes, it's an almost outlandish concept that people are having fights with their dicks. And at the same time, it's one of the most real human love stories. And by the way, when we found out about this, when I found out about it from A, the TikTok said that it was the number one action manga at that time. Yes. And also simultaneously the number one romance manga at that time. And I think it lives up to both. Okay. I I think you so you also liked it because like there's a pretty diverse range of oh yes like masculine beauty types masculine beauty types yeah 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 because there is like the macho types but then there's also like the mysterious moon where I I the moon clan uh, person um Ulan yeah who I get like androgynous vibes from personally totally see them as non-binary and then there's Taring who is more feminine and I, yeah there's a diversity thank you for pointing that out and the shout out to lesbians too yeah. Yeah, I think I think my number one note was I was surprised at how wholesome the story was. Yes, there is quite a bit of gay sex going on, but I was kind of expecting a little bit more like just like nonstop sex. Like I was expecting more of a porno story plot than what actually happened. Yes, the characters are shallow and the story is a little bit rushed in my opinion, um, but. The fact is, there is a story, uh, and the story is about, like, trying to find healthy relationships with, you know, your crushes. And, you know, referring back to the episode about, like, makeup and breaks up, one of them's like, all right, like, I have a crush on this person. They do not have a crush on me. It is time for me to move on and, like, try to find uh, 
you know, try to find a partner in life. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of, I was surprised how wholesome it was. I'm not, I will admit, I'm not big into Yaoi for the most part. So I don't know, like, the genre tropes or how it compares to other Yaoi mangas. But, you know, if I, you know, I would recommend this to people who even are, like, I, as somebody who's not into Yaoi, I still like this. So, you know, I thought I would recommend it to people, even if you're not into Yaoi manga, to give it a try. Absolutely. Definitely got to agree with that. I mean, I am into Yaoi. And just like G said, this is not a porno. It's like, I mean, there's there's graphics stuff in there. Yeah, it's, it is called Dick Fight Island. <laughs> but it's definitely worth it for like, yeah, yeah. all the reasons I mentioned. So, and, and one of the primary plot points is about how the outside knowledge that the, that Hardo brings is how to stimulate the prostate gland. Yeah. <laughs> uh, make sure that you uh, you read up on how to stimulate the prostate gland if you don't yet know. Or just read Dick Fight Island. They might teach you a thing or two. <laughs> so, yeah, I I think when when Volume 2 comes out, I, I, I would like to read it with you. That would be awesome. Yeah, we can do another... Uh, episode by that point yeah i think by Island part two yeah uh so do you have any other thoughts is there any other do you have any other manga recommendations if people uh, manga recommendations no however i do have a recommendation for gay novels okay which is much more not that it's much more porno but there is more i would say the actual sex pieces are a little bit more involved so this is not a manga but it is a novel the Charm of Magpies series okay. um, is quite excellent. I would highly recommend it. I just finished the that series. Um, there's three in the series, starting with Magpie Lord. It's a wonderful gay Victorian murder slash crime slash... Yeah, it's got a lot of vibes. Highly recommend that one. Okay. I'm afraid I don't read a whole lot of gay romance, so don't don't have any real recommendations here. But yeah, I would, I would recommend Dick Fight Island, regardless of Yaoi or yeah, yeah. Like I think it is, if nothing else, it is an experience to read, <laughs> even if you don't find yourself enjoying the story. It is, it is a wild ride. Here, here. All right. On that note. Uh, so if you'd like to support us and you know let us uh, spend the money in order to buy Dick Fight Island Volume Two. You're always welcome to drop us a tip. Drop us a tip at the link at the bottom of the show notes. And please share this with whoever you think would enjoy a battle manga that also has heartwarming story elements and gay sex. And diverse and male diverse male represent yeah yes. representation. Uh, and with that, this is G. This is M. Don't be afraid to love how you love. Love what you love. And love who you love. If you'd like to get in touch with either M or myself, you can tweet us at KMP Podcast. You can find us at kmppodcast.tumblr.com or you can email us at kinky.nerdy.poly at gmail.com. Uh, I've been doing a little bit of voice acting with um, my friend Jay. Okay. Uh, when he plays uh, Persona 5.
Okay. But he's painstakingly getting through. I mean, it's it's a very slow <laughs> endeavor there. Is it doing all the side quests? No, none of the side quests. Still the main story, just as amazingly slow. Okay. Has not yet beaten the first boss. And whenever we come across NPCs that aren't voiced, yeah, uh, we we choose a role to play. So I got to play dull student, and I did it such a good job. It was actually hilarious. As I'm doing it, I was like, I am nailing this character. And Jay turned to me afterwards and said, "It's pretty sad that you nailed dull student <laughs> on your first go." 